Hello and welcome to the very first edition of the Star Warriors podcast. This is Casey and I've got a few guests with me. So why don't we go around and everyone introduce yourself in order of appearance. (laughs) All right. Uh, My name is Rocco and uh, I'm here to talk about Star Wars. You are and you have your own podcast, right? Yes, I do. Uh, I am actually the uh, go by the personality, the Rockness Monster on the Critical Mass podcast. If you're ever in the mood uh, for just feeling disgusted after you listen to a podcast, please give us a listen. My favorite. My Who's next? <laughs> I believe that's me. My name is Ruben. I am also here to talk about Star Wars. And... Uh... And now I'll be listening to the Critical Mass podcast because I always, you know, feel like I want to take a shower after I listen to a podcast. So, <laughs> well, you do. I love it. You do live in Florida, so you feel like taking a shower after taking a shower. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Swamp bath <laughs> is a way of life in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who else is on here with us? And this is Chris, uh, you know, co-host of Tell I Talk with Casey and. Um, I'm here to talk about Star Trek. You know, it's it's the best <laughs> ever. Oh, I mean Star Wars. That's right, Star Wars. I'm here to talk about Vulcan. Right. <laughs> the, Vul- the Vulcanarian. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is kind of uh, what came out of this is that we all have are in a Facebook chat group together as a bunch of different Star Wars fans, and you know, we kind of figured let's just do this officially um a lot of us have podcasts actually like um like rock nest monsters said and um we figured let's uh let's get this as a on the books and and do it as an official day so um you know we're mostly going to be talking about uh rise of skywalker but because this is a star wars podcast and it can kind of go off the handle as far as theorizing and everyone's thoughts and feelings and everything you know don't be surprised if we end up going down um some different some different paths to the dark side so (laughs) the first thing i want to bring up is i know we're not all through it though talking to chris he said he's almost close to it what are your initial thoughts without spoilers um at least for this particular part um on jedi fallen order so so rocco you tell me. Um, right now, I'm not. I'm not very far at all. Um, from what I've seen, um, I love. If you're a lore, the way I see it, if you're a lore junkie like I am, you're gonna love this game. Um, the the combat you really got to get used to. Um, it's a little clunky at first, but when you get used to it, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm a huge Cameron Monaghan fan, and I think uh, he has done fantastic so far in the game. So I guess that's my take um, without spoilers uh, for now, but there's a lot more game to play. So I can't wait. I'll put it this way. I can't wait to keep on playing. Definitely, definitely agree with that one. All right, Ruben, how about you? Yeah. Um, like Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm maybe about an hour of gameplay away from, from finishing maybe. Oh, wow. Um, okay. 
Yeah, wow. no, I, I haven't really. How do you even know that? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I just like average, average time. You know, I was thinking maybe like ten to twelve hours of gameplay. I mean, I don't know if there's anything official out in the in the books out there, you know. But yeah, but I'm um, I'm feeling like that's what I've played, and it feels like the end. The the story, I'll say that I don't want to like you said no spoilers, but like where the game takes you, this feels like the culmination of events to where I'm about to go. So. Um, I would say. Hey, just as a sorry, yeah. real quick, Jedi Fallen Order is twenty hours. Long. Oh, there you go. So I comes to the so, story. So I've definitely played. So I've definitely played way more than that. That because I, like I said, I, I feel like I am, like at a place, and once you get there, you'll know too, that you're like, oh, okay, uh, like this is this is all led to this. Uh, so, uh, I would say, this is probably what star wars fans have been waiting for if you you know like in terms of a video game um you know it's just one of those things where i was talking to somebody today and i was like if you like uncharted if you like tomb raider you're gonna love this game but uh you know dark souls like you're gonna love this game but if you're a star wars fan it's gonna it's gonna make you like love it even more uh because there's all you know there's so many little things in it man and it's just so well done and to back up rock nest monster uh huh. I'm a, I'm a huge I'm, I'm a huge Cameron fan too, and like I think that he's one of the better actors of of uh, right now. You know that we've got right now, and he's just crushed pretty much everything I've ever seen him do. And he takes to this world like he was born for it, man. And like it makes me almost sad that we can't, or maybe that we won't ever see him in a, like a live action movie because he's just he's just great. He really is. Right. Good. Good, Chris. So let me uh, spin off of what Ruben just said. Um, I, unless he dies in this game, I really feel like we'll see him maybe in the Cassian Star Wars show. I really feel like they'll start bringing these people together, these storylines, these characters crossing over, whatever. You want to build a world, do it. Um, yeah, I where I am right now, um, where I just left, definitely puts you into the end game. Um, I'm at 20 plus hours, definitely 20 plus hours. I played it all day, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, so I. yeah, I really feel like I'm pr- pretty much where Ruben is. I've been talking to Ruben on the side about the game. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this game, but EA, you know, you, you haven't really done us very good in the last, uh, you know, eight, nine years now. Uh, this is a good start. Um, while I did enjoy Battlefront 2's, you know, campaign, I got to finish that still single player campaign that was a good step into the new thing but the way that LucasArts used to games um, I really feel that there could be a little more filler with like X-Wing game or or some kind of just basic you know side scrolling games a lot of stuff they could be doing but this is a great start um, it's it's it is def- definitely kind of like a shell uh, in ways um, and there would be some more aspects to the game that I would love to see side missions and whatnot but Whatever, I'm not going to complain about a you know a B plus game, um, and I can't wait to finish it because I've actually I've played a game uh, straight out like this in a long time where I've played it start to finish in such a little time. So I have enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, and um, you know, just echoing what everyone said, it is very much like Uncharted and Tomb Raider, which are even though you do get some open worldness, it is pretty linear as far as like where the plot's going to go, like you can only make one decision that will take you to this thing, <laughs> um, mm. which is fine. You know what I mean? Mm. And, 
in right now until we get a Knights of the Old Republic-esque game, um, <laughs> which AEA does not do, and they don't even own any other game companies that do, like Respawn or whatever. So, you know, unless a BioWare steps in or um, Bethesda or, or, or something like that steps in, right now, this is the best of what we have. And it is it is a fun game, for sure. Definitely a fun game. So, um, all right, cool. So, the other big Star Wars thing, um, well, it, shit, you know, honestly, there's been a couple big things because we also have Resist- Resistance Reborn. Mm-hmm. That book came out. Some of us has read, I, I'm, I'm uh, through a few chapters. Ruben, you're, are you almost done No, with I that? finished that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, ate that, I ate that a lot. You, you know, um, I told, I told my, my, my fiance, uh, who is, you know, as you know, I, I got a one-year-old. And I told her, listen, starting in November, I'm pretty much going to be useless. So <laughs> that's how I tell my wife. Every <laughs> so I told her, you know, Disney Plus, then The Mandalorian, yep. uh, you know, Resistance Reborn, uh, Fallen Order. And then we lead into Star Wars. I mean, I said, listen, I am not going to be all here for you. So I am, I'm, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry in advance. And that's why. I, tell my child, right, just your dad no longer. He, he stepped out to get some. Right. For the, ah. Right. I'll, I'll be back soon, son. Like, uh, and, and even him, like Friday night, Friday and Saturday nights, my girl works. And like, I got it to the point where like, I had him in my lap and like, just like really distracted. And I was just playing and Saturday and Sunday, same thing. Like, you know, Sunday, my girl was here. So luckily, so, you know, I got to play all day uninterrupted. Uh, at one, (laughs) at one point though, I will say this at one point though, I was, I was in a park. You forgot you had a child. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had a kid. I was like, what is this? Um, no, um, I was at a point in the game where I had to do something. And look, I'm not the greatest gamer in the world. Uh, you know, I'm just not like never, you know, Sonic was like the peak of my gaming. Right. So yeah. I was at a point <laughs> of the game where I, it was just really hard what they were asking me to do. And I was just getting frustrated. And from the bedroom, I hear my girl and she's like, babe. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, Maybe you should take a little break. And like, I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, so it was just. That's gamer one-on-one, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, like, you fight a boss, you can't beat him. You come back in two hours and you're like, why was it so hard? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And I, and I feel like maybe that probably would have worked. Every but, time. But I, did. I just kept going, trying and over and over. It was just really frustrating. But it is what it is. But now you're almost uh, But now I'm almost so off. Yeah, persistence pays off. Um, so... <laughs> You know, going back, so Resistance Reborn, um, I'm, like I said, I'm through a few chapters, Ruben's done. Did you guys, Chris or Rocco, did you guys start that book at all that takes place between um, episodes eight and nine? I have not. Okay. Um, I, I I keep saying, to, like, I used to, I used to read Star Wars books a lot, especially when I was younger. Um, like I read Shadows of the Empire, all that. And I don't know, as I got older, maybe I just forgot how to read <laughs> or, or what it is. I can definitely um, but, <laughs> you know, like I do the comics, like I read like the, uh, the Marvel Darth Vader series, but you know, I don't want to get off topic here. Just, no, I haven't, I haven't really gotten to that book. Although I would love to, I just have to get myself to that point. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to read this book. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys right now, and Chris knows this of me anyways, I haven't touched a book in a few years. Like physically, um, it's audiobooks Because with Star Wars, all the music's there, the sound effects, mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. Mark Thomas, who does probably 90% of the books, the voices, is an amazing voiceover actor. So, like, that's me. Like, for Star Wars books, all the new canon, I have not... I The only one I physically read, I think, was um, New Dawn. Ooh. And then everything else I've listened to. And it's been... You know, where people were like, uh, you know, like the um the Thrawn series is kind of boring. Not for me. <laughs> like I'm listening to a Star Wars movie. Like it's great. <laughs> so yeah, like I, I've had a really good time with those. So like, you know, to for, you know, we're busy. We're all uh parents for the most part. And um mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really nice like if I'm washing dishes or folding laundry or driving in my car, like I throw on the throw on the audiobook and like that's how I get through these Star Wars books. Nice. Just a thought. Just I may have to try that. Yeah. Um so going on like so Chris, did you end up reading Resistance Reborn? No, no, no. It doesn't have pictures. Um <laughs> can't do that shit. No, I'm just joking. Um I have the audiobook for my trip next week, so I'll be I'll be listening to that on my long ass uh, flights, and you know I you know I jumped on right away with you know the new canon books. I'd, I'd read so much EU and and I was really excited for these books, and then it was just like I got inundated with them mm-hmm. and I fell behind. So it's like the last physical one I was reading was probably Phasma, and I'm halfway through that, and it was just like it's been so long. Um. And so I agree with Casey, um, especially now that they just did that that Dooku one, that audio drama. I'd like to see a lot more of those and and whatnot. Just have it be a production. But um, I do need this 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 book for Rise of Skywalker. I really felt like when I when I read the Catalyst book for Rogue One, it was such a huge addition oh my to that God. story. That made that whole movie better. Yeah, yeah. it really did. Um, and I love that movie and that book, you know, all together. And it's just, I, I, I'm hoping that this does the same thing. And, it, you know, I'm really hyped up about Star Wars right now with this past week. So I'm hoping that'll drive me into uh, get back into reading or listening. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a lot of, I had a lot, I had the, the Aftermath series, Bloodline. Um, what is it? Sith Apprentice or the Sith Apprentice? Which one is? How, the, Chris read that one. What was that one? The, uh, Dark Lords of the Sith. Oh yeah, Dark. No, yeah. no, no. Asajj. One. No. The, oh, Asajj. that one. I listened and read that. That's an awesome. Yeah. One. So I had a bunch of them, but then you know I had the fire or whatever, so I lost a lot. I, I lost all of the books. So oh, the, yeah. the the newest one I got, I read, and just to to, to back to back up that statement, Catalyst was like that. Dark Disciple. Dark, Dark Disciple. Dark yeah. Um. But Catalyst for before Rogue One, like that was. Like if I could get that for every Star Wars movie, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, please, yes. because it almost makes me want like a live action adaptation, or even an I take an animated adaptation of that book because it was yep. that good, you know. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I I've always been a big reader. Uh, I like the way books smell. I know that sounds so weird and cheesy, but like it just nope. it's just the truth. Um, and I enjoy a good audio book, but you know, uh, I'm also quick to fall asleep. So like, you know, it just doesn't matter how good it is. Like, unless I'm in a car, I'm going to end up falling asleep to it. So that's why I like to read. I fall asleep reading. So yeah. (laughs) Huh? What happened? I fell asleep. (laughs) I fell asleep listening to this podcast. (laughs) All right, Uh everybody get up and stretch. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to drink there some more of this beer, I think. Yep, yep. So, yeah, just, you know, it wasn't actually on the on the docket, though. Um, the other one that's really good is uh, the Princess Leia book. Actually, as a prequel to episode eight. Yes. Hmm. Um, because you learn it's it's of her origins. Chris, do you remember the name of that? Isn't one? it Bloodlines? Yeah. No, 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 oh. nope, not Bloodlines. Yeah, that's it. It's Bloodlines. No, sorry. Yes, Bloodlines is good. Where is is Haldo in that one when she's young? Oh, that the kids book. Yeah, no, I didn't read that. But yeah, you're right. That's a good one for the Last Jedi. Not as good as Bloodlines though. Bloodlines is just fantastic. Yeah, Bloodlines. That's like one of the best Bloodlines. Ones. That book is awesome. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that good, but it's it's excellent. It was solid yeah. work. I think it's just called Princess of Alderaan. I think Princess you're right. Lady. Yeah, that's it. It's the young yeah. adults. That whole young those young adult books are good too. I got that Legends of Luke Skywalker. It's yeah. fun. It's you know. Yeah. Yeah. So was the so, so was the the Camino one. Oh, not Camino. Um, uh, oh. The yeah, I know. Canto bright one. The Canto bright one. Oh, Canto yeah, Canto bite. Canto bite. Canto bite. Canto bite. Yeah, I mean, here's I the said... thing. Oh, go on. Go on. No, no, I was, I was just gonna say, honestly, I think I, I love what they've done with the Golden Book series. Um, those are really in depth, um, and just fantastic. Yeah, Star Wars Golden yep, Books. Absolutely. No, no, it's like I mean, we're yeah. The thing about this is that Disney is really good with like, um, kind of like with also with Marvel, um, how they just adapted to all these different age groups. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So, if you're not reading Star Wars canon, um get on it just because it, it, it does actually tie these things together and it does enhance things. I know there's some people who are just movie purists. Um, you should, probably should stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just star Wars whores. Just give us yeah. the star Wars that you fuck. And, and that's yeah. it. And, and you know, you don't have to, it doesn't ultimately, even though I read um, about Haldo in a book, and then she showed up in, in The Last Jedi. It didn't change anything necessarily, but it added a deeper appreciation. <laughs> Though, as we kind of you know said, Star Wars Catalyst made Rogue One a better movie. In my all opinion. day, all day, yeah. That that one was really kind of a, a pretty big exception where it, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, let's. Talk about the Mandalorian. In this 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 section, this is spoilers because we're caught up. Both all of, you know, there's only been two episodes at this point of the recording of the podcast. So um, let's go in order here. Um, I, I have a couple points that I want to talk about, but right now I just kind of want to give real quick just your gut reactions, and then I'll bring up some talking points. Uh, All right, so uh, Rocco's first. Yeah. Okay. Um, gut reaction. Um, after seeing the the first the premiere, um, in its entirety, um, I feel like you mean episode they... two. That's what you count as the premiere. <laughs> uh, I count the first one as the premiere, okay. just the first episode. Okay. But I mean, episode two, the, the second chapter, if you will, kept the feeling going for me, and that is. Not only am I so happy to see Star Wars in the realm of television, but being told in a way 
that I was so into. It was like, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've wanted. Like, sure, I like Rebels. I like Clone Wars. Um, you know, the, the animated features, great shows. Um, nothing, nothing to take away from them. I love my Ahsoka. Um, but, you know, going into this, this was something so different into the universe that, for me... It was so different, but it never let me forget that I was not in the Star Wars universe. Mm. The little mentions, the little things that they would say, the little parts of conversations where you'd just be like, yes, this is the Star Wars universe, but it's so different, so new, so fresh. Um, and not only, not to mention that, the cinematography is just... Can I swear? Mm. Can I swear on this? Yeah, it's fr- it's mm-hmm. fucking beautiful, the, the cinematography. I mean, it drew me in and kept me in and i just want to know more about the mandalorian so i guess that's my take <laughs> okay awesome uh how about you Ruben? yeah no i mean he, he, he hit the, the the nail on the head like it's just it's fucking beautiful number one that was like the first thing i noticed about it was uh the cinematography the the colors uh just the the feel of the planets and 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 even this character who says maybe 11 words in the first episode if that mm-hmm. uh how he drew me in just immediately uh and now and and now i'm on this journey with him it's uh it's really incredible i i, I mean it's just one of these things where it's like it, it, i i i appreciate the people who did this just as much as i appreciate the show like dave filoni and john favreau um, not that they weren't in, you know, not that they weren't held in high regards in my, you know, in my world, but even more so now, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, it's easy to piss everybody off nowadays. And I think that if there's a general like feeling out there right now about the Mandalorian, especially in the star Wars fan base is everybody loves it. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to pull that off, I mean, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So my, my, my gut reaction is that it's brilliant, you know, like it really is. Uh, and, and it's told in a way that I think, you know, really honors George Lucas and, 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 and the origins of Star Wars in a way that not that then. And again, I love Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, not to get, you know, too offhand. I love those movies. I love Rebels, love Resistance. But this is, this is like, this, I'm sure that George looks at this and he's like, yeah, this is what this is what I tried to do. You know what I'm saying? So um, <laughs> that's how I feel. Good, good. Okay, Chris? Yeah, all those points, your guy, you guys hit it all in the head right there. Um, the way we should definitely look at this, we've been waiting since the 90s for a live-action Star Wars show. <clears throat> the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in high school in the 90s, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, so, you know, it's, it, it takes everything that, you know, what Star Wars was built upon, uh, Westerns, Samurai, you know, the lone, lone gunman and lone, lone swordsman, um, puts in space, like, it, you know, and, and delivers the, the Star Wars atmosphere, the feeling, but then again, you know, it does feel like something new and it does feel like something that we haven't gotten, we've never gotten before, um, you know, and the, the quality that goes into it and, you know, discuss this with a couple of people is like the length of the episode yeah it's shorter than most tv shows but i don't care you're going to give me this quality entertainment you're going to be like the production quality and the great team that's working on it um you know i'm you can't 
you can't go wrong. Um, and so, you know, what Dave Filoni has been doing with the Star Wars universe, um, you know, when, when George Lucas entrusted him with the reins, you know, with the Clone Wars, and then when Disney bought it in the middle of that or towards the end of it, you know, and they kept that, um, you know, that right there, you know, Dave Filoni is one of the greatest storytellers that, that, you know, hands down. Um, and he is, he is good. He is like the perfect uh, successor to George Lucas to be handling this kind of stuff. So, um, and I'm glad that Jen, John Favreau is here because, you know, what he's been doing in, in modern day, you know, filmmaking has been, has been great. And he's, you know, he's got a great eye. So um, I'm looking forward to more and I'm looking for more Disney plus content too. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's one of those things. Um, we've been waiting for it. You know, even if you were just a movie fan, we've been waiting for this. Even though it's TV PG, we're not cut in half, even though we technically did see that in Phantom Menace, and that was PG. Um, like, we're, we're seeing a, a more, a quote-unquote, adult Star Wars. Um, they're taking probably some of those storylines from that Tales from the Underground series that was supposed to come out in the 90s that Chris talked about. And, you know, it's just, we just it's, it's amazing so far it's it's just really fantastic it looks great um one of my talking points was going to be about the music i love the music which i can't get over <laughs> mm-hmm. been listening to the soundtracks nonstop um since i found them on spotify the last couple of days and um yeah it's just it's one of these things where um i think who was it? Ruben said it where it's, it's kind of bound the star Wars galaxy together. Like everybody likes it. I have not heard one person complain about the Mandalorian. It has not split the fan base. Everybody loves baby Yoda <laughs> and Rocco. I know Rocco. <laughs> we, we all know it's not Yoda. <laughs> well, well, yes, well, I actually, know that was, we actually we <laughs> know it's not Yoda. Right. Because that's like correct. This, this whole clone theory. Right. That we've been kind of floating around. So, um, but it's not, it's not the Yoda. It's not like, oh, okay. that's my argument is it's not, it's not the Yoda from return of the Jedi. And it just, I've had to correct so many people and I don't mean to be a dick, like to those that aren't like us, for instance, like when you guys say that could be Yoda talking to you constantly, like we do, I trust that you guys know what you're talking about, but the casual, the casuals, the goddamn casuals <laughs> yes. that, are, that are just like, you know, oh, my God, Yoda, when he was a baby, he was so cute. Right. God, like, no, that's and, not. And that's, no. and that's another thing, too. Like, like, I get it. We don't have a species or a planet that we can call them. But so why not, like, label your articles like the baby Yoda species or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like something. Do a little research. Yes. Do a little. Oh, it's clickbait bullshit. Right. All the way. It's, it's all, and and yep. I get it. That's the world we live in. I don't want to go on that tangent. But it was like the first couple of days I was like correcting people. And then I caught myself being that guy on the Internet. And I was just like, you know what? It's not my job. Like, I'm, you know, you're not going to ruin this for me, you know, with your stupidity. So I just <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't do it. So uh, so now I just like whatever <laughs> somebody says, oh, look, baby Yoda. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and again, it's one of those things where we don't know where this is going. We don't know what that's the third live action Yoda species we see. So this is a big mystery. And and I got I got to admit, I kind of I really want to know whose idea it was. Was it Filoni? Was it Favreau? Was it like 
a culmination of events and the story that you wanted to tell. Because again, like when we when we first started talking about it, it has that lone wolf and cub kind of feel. So it's like, yeah, what is that? Mm-hmm. Is that what you went in with? And then you just were looking for a cub, you know, and this worked this, you know, for whatever the larger purposes. Or was it just something that you wanted to kind of pay tribute? I don't know. Like I, I want to know more uh, on the creative side that what made them make this choice. Well, well, we know that um, we know that cloning is going to play a major part. And you were the first one to actually point out that symbol on that doctor's on that Dr. Sue Rubin to me yep. and to the group. But um, the thing mm-hmm. about that we have to realize is like if we're working towards a huge like cloning storyline for Rise of Skywalker, then it has to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. if they're really trying to build like mm-hmm. these these little threads of canon across Star Wars, like they should be, um, you know, yeah. like they don't have to inundate us with Star Wars. You can give us movies every three years, whatever. You can give us these TV shows all you want and stories, but like you got to take these little things and you got to somehow tie them together because you are building a big universe. Yeah. We want new characters and new stories, but at the same time, Oh, Hey, this whole cloning thing has been going on on this planet here that eventually has a payout, you know, in rise of Skywalker, you know, so small things like that where it's smart, but not like, like annoying or just like gimmicky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I'll say this, with what's been going on with new canon, outside of the movies, they have done a very good job of connecting Uh the threads. I think a really good job. If you're reading the comics, if you're reading the books, um, you know, playing the games, like, they really actually do all tie in together. And if, you know, the Emperor, you know, we'll talk Uh about it. the emperor ends up being a cloned character, for example. Um, that's something that might pop up in the next episode, and etc. But like, you know, that would be really cool. Like, if we actually get that kind of uh, through line for all of these. But um, and, and to Chris's point, it has to start somewhere because if you're somebody like us who basically consumes all Star Wars media, you're going to get that little ah, well, they already found mm-hmm. this in, in, Yoda, in Yoda. Um, So, um, one other theory that I had that I wanted to bring up to you guys, because it's not something that's been addressed in Star Wars, but it might be something that could happen. Is it possible that that could be Yoda, but reincarnated with the Force? Mm. Wow. So, Ruben? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Like, you know what? Like, I hadn't even thought about that. Um, but that is that is a really great theory. I mean, look, listen, if if Anakin can come from, you know, midichlorians, then who's to say that, that Yoda hasn't been reborn and, you know, the Empire or whoever's pulling the strings? Because, again, this client and these doctors and this seedy group of stormtroopers aren't operating alone. We know there's there's somebody pulling the strings there there's always somebody pulling the strings. oh yeah so again where is this going how does that work i think both options i think both theories are really good theories you know my one of my close friends you know he hadn't seen the second episode yet and he was like he's like well why would palpatine want you know a little yoda like why would he want to clone that and like make him a part of himself that like or try to turn that into the dark side it's not powerful enough and then we watch the second episode and he's like 
you know, mm-hmm. float like floating this huge ass animal, you know, to save the Mandalorian. And this, this, you know, and he was already trying to mess with the Force and trying to <clears> fix his wounds. So it's like this little fifty-year-old Yoda species is very already inept with the Force. So, you know, I don't even want to hear about race training. Like this, this, this baby, you know, you know, Yoda species is already. <laughs> you know, kicking ass and taking names. So I think that whether it's a reborn Yoda through the force or a clone that somehow managed to get away from the empire and now they need it back. Both things are very intriguing to me because I think that they both kind of fit in the Skywalker saga, you know? Yep. And what do you think, yeah. Rocco? Well, I mean, for me, I'm I'm always Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is the explanation. It's just a, another one of Yoda species, and this cloner um, got, doctor knows of his existence, you know. And whoever's pulling the strings wants an army of these little green gremlins <laughs> that are really, really good with the Force. Um, again, I could be completely wrong, and I've been wrong many a time. Um, but I also think too, and I think to the, to the point of bringing up Ray, you know, and how powerful she was at the onset and people arguing whatever, you know, their stupid argument is, uh, on hating on her. Um, I kind of, part of me when watching the Mandalorian, when, when in the first episode, when he had the, the beacon, uh, the tag or whatever it was to, that he uses to find his, yeah, you know, his bounties, bounty. Yeah. And he's with the droid and the the IG unit, and they show this little pod. I knew that there was a baby in there, and my brain went to, that's going to be a baby girl, and this is how they're going to tie Rey in. Like, the Mandalorian finds her and then fucking falls in love with her as, like, a little girl. And Like, all all of this in my head. I'm just saying, I could, obviously I was wrong, but I'm saying, what what about extrapolating that into, what if that not this situation, but what if this little Yoda is a clone and so is she and someone finds her and brings her to another planet. So I know we're going to talk about rise of Skywalker later, but I guess this is the kind of stuff that was going through my head. And just like you said, mathematically, that wouldn't make sense if Ray was in there, but I'm just, it brought me back to like, Hmm, I wonder if this is just what was happening. The emperor had a cloning facility he was he cloned Yoda, he cloned God knows what else, and they escaped. Or someone took them, and now they're spread across the galaxy, and the Emperor in his weakened state wants them back. So he goes for this Yoda. Maybe this shit doesn't work out. We don't know. We haven't seen the end of it. Now he's going after Rey. You know, like, we don't... Again, that's just mm-hmm. kind of where my head goes. Um, I could be completely off. Um and that's I kind of that's that's what I that's what I get from it. But I, I kind of tangential, but going on the baby Yoda. Did anyone read the article about what Werner Herzog said about no, the puppet? No. no. Okay. So apparently he's obviously a very. I'm sure you guys know he's a very very accomplished yeah. filmmaker. He's a documentary and I guess, filmmaker for the most part. Yes. Yes. So I guess they uh, they were they had the puppet on the set, and everyone got very emotional because they thought it was the most beautiful most real looking puppet they'd ever seen. So they were doing the shots with the puppet in a scene and Werner was there and Favreau and team were like, all right, pull the puppet. We're going to take another shot, but we're going to fill it. So if we need, if we decide to go with a CG character, 
we can do that. And I guess Werner had a little shit fit and called them cowards. Take a risk. Take a chance. This is something new. Leave the puppet. Hmm. <laughs> and I could just imagine his German accent, like, just, you know, having his shit fit. But I read an article about that. I found that very interesting. Sorry that was tangential, but no. I thought that was important. But anyway, that's how I feel. And, and, uh, and, yeah, good, on, and good on him for fighting for it, because that's... That's that's the good <clears throat> stuff right there, you know, and and you know, and, absolutely. Uh, and again, yes, uh, documentary filmmaker for the most part, but just brilliant overall. I mean, he really is just a very intriguing person if you read uh, read up on him. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, you know, it was for me that was the biggest jaw dropping cast announcement for that show. I was like, really, I could not, you know, I could mm -hmm. not believe that he was going to do that and then the way they introduce his character and the way that he talks to the mandalorian the first time they meet like it's just so badass you know what i'm saying so smooth oh yeah and like grimy and crim ah, it was just like ah man i love it dude i can't wait for friday <laughs> same. same exactly exactly so yeah you know reincarnated yoda clone yoda um just random ass Yoda species, you know, Yoda species that, that all might happen. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out as the series goes on. Um, just to, from what I understand, it's John Favreau pitched this to Disney plus okay, or uh, to Disney, to Disney. And that then got Dave Filoni involved because they're BFFs. Um, <laughs> but like, that's it. So whatever it is, I, I think John Favreau said, this is what I want to do. Interesting. Um, so anyway, uh, like I said, we'll find out. So in the meantime, this is a good point to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll go right into uh, Rise of Skywalker. Cool. Defet Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. All right, we are back after those luscious commercials, and let's talk about Rise Skywalker. Let's. Um, we haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're basing it off the trailer. Uh, the newest trailer came out uh, at the time of this recording a few weeks ago, but I do want to kind of like go off of that. And so, first things first. First question: What are your feelings on the trailer? Uh, that final like theatrical trailer. Um, Rocco, you, you go first. Um, I definitely cried. Um. And I think what hit me was 3PO saying he was looking at his friends for the last time. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, 
the Star Wars characters are uh, part of my family, and uh, I wasn't just thinking about three PO saying that. I was thinking about me saying that with that this being the final Star Wars film in the Skywalker saga, and that kept ringing in my head. I'm look, I'm gonna see my friends for the last time, and um, that that was beautiful in itself. Um, and I'm very emotional when it comes to my Star Wars movies. Um, so I guess my initial reaction was just. Uh, Tears of happiness and joy, and also uh, a bit of a sadness that it's all coming to an end. So awesome. Um, all right, Ruben, what were your thoughts? Um, well, you know me, man. I love my fandoms, man. And when I get attached, um, I get attached. And Star Wars has been in my life. Well, <clears throat> these characters have been in my life um, since since I can remember. Uh, so like so like Rocco like they're they're family they're friends they're people who I turn to in my darkest times and people who I turn to when I was feeling the best um, and people who I continue to turn to uh, it's weird because um, I get emotional uh, when I talk about like like Peter Mayhew and Carrie Fisher you know because I got mm -hmm. to, I got to meet them um, <sighs> and you know in that brief moment you know especially Carrie like. And not it, Peter was amazing too, but like Carrie, especially like the way that she welcomed me, uh, the way that she hugged me and held on to me and like just really loved on me for that one moment, you know, and like it made me feel like, like we were friends, like we were connected somehow and, and we are. Um, so uh, watching, going to go watch this movie, I'm already like, I know I'm going to cry. The trailer made me tear up. Mm -hmm. I was I was the same way when 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 Anthony Di Daniel C3PO said that line about looking at his friends one last time um like I I lost it like my my girl was like really and I was like yeah no I this is this is how I feel um and uh you know I thought it was I thought it was really epic and beautiful and like I I just can't really wait to go on this adventure I know a lot of things can be said about this trilogy but really it just this this just is a culmination of a life event, like almost like a culmination life event for Star Wars fans who um, who do love this, you know, uh, for its flaws and for its positives and all that good stuff. So. So, yeah, I mean, I love the trailer and that laugh at the end just made the hairs on my arm stand up, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I just felt like I just felt like I was like nine years old again and I was, you know, getting ready to walk into that room and see the emperor sitting there on his chair and i you know i remember i used to be scared of that guy you know what i'm saying mm. like, i used to like be like you know it wasn't even darth vader darth vader was cool to me but the but the emperor he was the one that that gave me nightmares and like i i, I almost got that feeling again when i heard that laugh and like it made me immediately be scared for what's gonna happen for ray for finn for poe because really if there's like a cutthroat character in star wars man it's the freaking emperor man like palpatine is like the ruthless most ruthless character in star wars i think so it's like he's he's scary to me man like i wonder how this is really all gonna gonna come to an end and if is it you know is it gonna be a good ending is it gonna be a happy ending you know no mm -hmm. <laughs> chris what do you think <laughs> Yeah, so I don't have feelings. No, I'm just joking. I, um, <laughs> I'm very excited for this movie. Um, you know, it's it's funny because we can we can look at things like comic books and and other stories that you know have developed for so long and that were really part of our generation. 
like we can be we can tie ourselves into these characters and whatnot but we were born like all of us are around the same age we were born in the star wars <clears throat> Um, it was, mm -hmm. it was what redefined filmmaking. It was what redefined pop culture. It was defined by toy collecting insaneness sometimes. Um, so <laughs> it's like, um, it, it has such an influence on pop culture in our lives and, you know, across the board, it's why I think also why there's been so much negativity against to rail against. Yeah. There's a lot of trolls out there, whatever. I don't care. But I also feel like it is very personal to a lot of people. So that's why sometimes it's, it's, we can get very passionate about it. And we all have, mm -hmm. um, you know, between the four of us with, you know, whether we're arguing with others on social media or whatever, but this is, this is a chance right here for JJ Abrams and, and Lucasfilm to come at us with this last entry in the Scar Star, uh, Skywalker saga. Um, and, and to put to rest these, these complaints and whatnot, because we, you know, as much as shit we want to talk about, or people want to talk about, or we have our problems with, say, The Last Jedi or The Force Awakens. We don't have a full story. So people mm -hmm. needed Empire Strikes Back back in the day. They thought it was mm -hmm. a garbage movie. They're like, what is this? And now it's the greatest of the, you know, people hold up is the greatest of the of the movies. It's my favorite movie. It's my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, mm -hmm. And so really, uh, for anybody to judge this trilogy, we have to wait to the end and then also to watch all nine movies and see how JJ ties this all in at the end for us, makes it like this big send off for our family, um, and 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 also kind of this new launching point of Star Wars canon because what lies beyond we don't know because mm -hmm. we've lived in the Skywalker saga for forty plus years now, and and it's and it's and the whole thing with Star Wars now it's we can we have all this new room for new stories and characters, but how do we end? the story that started it all and how excited and how, how much excitement is really around, you know, it's, it's amazing. And it's only going to get crazier for the next month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, let me, let me ask this. Let me pose a devil's advocate thing. Cause the trailer for me, um, to Rocco's point, like hearing C3PO that it got me teared up. I, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about that particular line. Um, but that was sad. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. just even if even if you you just take it out of the way of the context of that scene, just that idea of I'm saying goodbye to my friends. And I'm not talking about Poe and Finn and Ray. I'm talking about Leia, Luke, Han, mm -hmm. C-3PO, R2, like the guys that we all grew up with. Um, so that that's what it was, you know, emotionally it, it was a heavy moment. Um, it was, it was up there almost with like the chewy were home in, uh, mm -hmm. episode seven, you know, one of the greatest trailer moments ever. So other than, uh, What's his name? Captain Boomerang talking that beer in the first Suicide Squad—the <laughs> <laughs> greatest trailer of all time. It really is. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect trailer. Yeah. It's it's a way but, um, it's a way better trailer than a movie. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, so sorry, I always have to bring up that trailer because it's so goddamn good. Uh, but but um, well, my devil's advocate question is, and I'll pose it to Rocco first. Do we need this? Like, I understand that people didn't like The Empire Strikes Back at the time, and you needed that third movie. 
um, to kind of make it the best movie ever. I understand if it's like The Matrix 2 or um, uh, Two Towers or, or stuff like that. Like, shouldn't the movie by itself stand on its own? You know what I mean? For The Last Jedi. And, and I know this is probably something that sparked debate for the last couple of years. But like, um, do we really need Episode 9 to make Episode 8 good? No. What, what do you think, Rocco? That's a that's a, a very good question that I have never been asked before. Um, Are you joking? I, no, I'm not joking. Oh, that's okay. the, I've I've never been asked. I've never been asked if that if the next movie is necessary to make the previous one okay. good. Yeah. Um, and thinking about it, I I think that it's a very long, complicated, convoluted answer. <laughs> if I'm being serious. Um, <laughs> And no, give, me the, uh, give me the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> well, I, absolutely. That's why I'm here. Because um, I don't have that big of attention span anyway. Um, but I think the answer simply is yes and no. Um, my opinion, my opinion, The Last Jedi was beautiful. Um, people get really, really angry about that. I really don't care. Um, beautiful I in love the that sense movie. of it's a good looking movie or... It's a go- cinematography speaking it's gorgeous the right. shots in that film are right. freaking mm-hmm. gorgeous Absolutely. you can take you can say how much you hate that movie but you know nothing about film if you think it looks like shit like i don't think you I can don't think do- anyone honestly i'm sorry i don't think anyone has ever said that for sure and i'm i'm maybe but i'm just saying like if someone did they would be they would be full because anyone will find any reason yeah. to hate the last jedi yeah. uh honestly um, as a, as a movie itself, um, I liked the story that it told. I liked, uh, I think it was the best performance Mark Hamill ever had as Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. broken, twisted, um, full of just despair, uh, emptiness. I, I, I cried when Ray said she couldn't feel him in the force anymore. I sat in the theater and cried when a movie can do that. It it's, it's a great movie. That's just, that's my opinion. Um, but for Star Wars, we need episode nine. And I think it's, it's unique in that Star Wars needs to be told in a very long story. I mean, it spans a lot of generations, not only in our time, but in their time. Um, and I think it really speaks to our world, um, where, uh, good will always prevail, but evil will never die. Uh And I think that we see that in our world mirrored. And I think that we need this type of movie needs as many movies as it has to show the changing galaxy much to mirror our changing world. And, and I guess that's, that's how I look at it. Okay. Damn. Uh, yeah. Ruben. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I feel like I will, I, I feel like I've been arguing or championing the last Jedi since I walked out of the movie theater. You have, uh, um, <laughs> um, I feel like it's the first Star Wars. I'm with you, man. I feel like it's the first Star Wars in the franchise to ever move forward in terms of like just giving us something that we, you know, like, I'm sorry, man. Like the last big turn in Star Wars was I am your father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so for, for, for The Last Jedi to come in and, you know, it's been. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. What about there is another? 
I, I mean, I guess. I, I guess. Thank you. But I mean, after he just made out with that other. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that was probably uh, more of a turn for him than it was for us. You know what I'm saying? But um. But yeah. No. I mean, like you know, those two. Yeah. That. That. And you know, my. You know, your sister. You know. Yeah. Like those. Like though, like they happened so long ago. So you know, and then we've had more stuff to come since then. And yeah, I know. Uh, and, and and thematically, it just you know, for me, it was one of these things that Star Wars needed, right? Because and I didn't really know I, it needed it until I got it. And so as I sat there in the theater and I realized that my childhood hero had failed and had cut himself off intentionally from the Force, I felt bad for him because I wasn't there. <clears throat> I wasn't there for him. You know what I'm saying? And nobody was. He was on his own. He didn't, you know, he didn't have Yoda. He didn't have Qui-Gon. He didn't have Obi-Wan. He didn't have, you know, and as much as, yeah, they might come by in, in force form, we don't know that they did, you know? And if he cut himself off immediately after failing, then it makes sense that Yoda, the first thing that he, that popped up when he first started using the force again was that Yoda pops up. So there's a lot of like, like deep moments in there. And I know people, oh, it's not that deep, but it really is that mm-hmm. deep. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was, for me, it was a beautiful movie. Like, like Rocco said, I mean, that, 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 that throne room scene between Ray, mm-hmm. Snoke, and, and, and Kylo, the colors, like, it's just freaking gorgeous, man. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, do, does episode nine need eight? Uh, no, I think, I, or does eight need nine? No, I don't think so. I think, I think if, if you sit down and, and you, and you block it off, it is a badass Star Wars movie, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like there might be some things that you can nitpick on, you know, maybe the chase, the chase space scene wasn't the best way to go, but you needed to give the resistance something to do. And they were in trouble. Like this movie literally picks up right after they blow up Starkiller base. So really, all they can do is run, and if you're this little ar- this little armada, and there's like this huge naval fleet behind you, like that's a threat. You know what I'm saying? And and again, you know, eh, I don't know. A lot of people will talk about Canto by bite or bright or whatever, and I don't know. I just think that alone, no, it doesn't it doesn't need it. But but to Rocco's point, we do need it, and to your point, we do need it because. It is the culmination, it is the whole story, the whole picture. And like Chris said, we can't really sit here and judge this trilogy until it becomes a trilogy. So, you know. Hey, Chris, what do you got to add to that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, I'm going to keep this very concise because um, we could fight about this for a couple hours. Um, <laughs> listen, I like, I like The Last Jedi. I do. I liked it a lot better the first few times I watched it. Um, but I, I do have a lot of issues with um, this new trilogy, to be honest with you guys. Um, but that could be another discussion. The Star Wars, A New Hope, or as it was originally called, Star Wars did not need other movies to um, tell a whole story. It told a story and then eventually became more than it is. Um, Empire Strikes Back needed Return of the Jedi to finish that story. Um, even though Empire Strikes Back did a lot within itself and had that ultimate moment, it definitely, you know, it did more for Star Wars, for Star Wars trilogy than The Last Jedi did. So, yeah, I have my issues with that movie. I do believe it needs Episode Nine um, to really kind of get to, get to be where they need to, you know, where they want to be. 
J.J. Abrams should have had control over this whole trilogy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree that. I mean, yeah. there's no reason. Like, I love Ryan Johns, and I think Ryan Johns is one of the best directors we have in Hollywood now. But mm-hmm. there's no reason for him to do this movie. I think it threw it out. It it took ideas and threw them out that J.J. had basically set up that are now going to be addressed in Rise of Skywalker. It, I don't know if it would have been better with him directing The Last Jedi. I don't know. Maybe. But I would have loved to see an entire trilogy by J.J. That's it. Yeah. Um, Couldn't agree more. And that's it. Um, I mm-hmm. really, you know... I, I'm really excited for this new movie, and I really hope that it um, it does it does make the whole trilogy something that we can look back and say, yeah, this is a, a really good story from start to finish. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, we 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 could talk about the fault of uh, <laughs> the Last Jedi on another podcast, um, but I we should. Wanted- yeah, and you know, it's it's a future Star Wars podcast. I just kind of wanted to, you know, we can debate it out. I just kind of wanted to bring up that, you know, does this, does episode nine, you know, is it contingent in episode eight? So let's talk about a little bit more on um, on episode nine here. Actually, so, yes. I'm sorry. Before you can go on, it yep. does. Because the story of Ray has been from start to finish. And, and personally, Ray is like one of my favorite characters now in Star Wars. Um mm-hmm. For this new trilogy, and I think that, yeah, without nine, we don't know what happens to her ultimately, which has been set up throughout the whole movie. So, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, we do need nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. So, uh, all right. So, as far as the trailer goes, there's some things that jumped out to us. Just some Easter eggs. Um, we got the the Wookiee gunship. Uh, we got the ghost from Rebels. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also possibly maybe got the outrider uh Rocco yeah the the yt 2400 um at least that style of ship from uh shadows of yep. the Winter, which is pretty crazy so um is there is there anything else that you you think you want to see in this movie that would really kind of go uh you know what do you think Rocco um, there's so much I want to see. <laughs> um, just like being a fan, obviously you guys are in the same vein as I am in terms of there's just so much. Um, I really, really want to see uh, a moment where Ray is with the ghosts of Jedi past, if you will, if oh. I can reference almost a Christmas Carol here. Um, and in Star Wars, I I think that if we had, I know this has been a lot of speculation about this, but I think if Hayden Christensen was in this film as a ghost of Anakin, directed by an actual director that knows how to write dialogue, um, I think that it, it, I think it would be he would be amazing as Anakin um, talking to uh, Ray. Um, I would love for her to speak to a menagerie of old characters. Um, that's just a fan in me. You know, I want to see her talk to Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. Um, I want I want to see her talk to Ahsoka. Oh. I want to see I want to see her talk to them almost as if her like this is it. I mean, you're going against the biggest evil this galaxy has ever seen. I mean, if the movie goes in that direction, we don't know. But I guess I I want to see the past fall into the future because now it's it's on it's on Ray to 
you know, save the the galaxy. I guess I, I, as a nostalgia lover and as a fanboy, um, if Ahsoka Tano is on that screen in live action, I will cry like a child <laughs> out loud. I don't even care who hears me or sees me. I'll put it on Facebook Live. Um, and that's ju- that's that's where I'm hoping to see. I'm also hoping to see, uh, I mean, not just that, but a lot of, like, I want to see Rebels. I mean, we, we saw the ghost. So I want to see that tie-in. I want to see a Clone Wars tie-in. I want to see an original trilogy tie-in, prequel trilogy tie-in. I do have a thought about how the prequel trilogy could tie-in. Maybe we'll talk about that later in the podcast. But um, I think there is a way we could see the prequel tr- tie-in um, really well, in my opinion. Um, but I, I want to see those tie-ins. I want to see, like, uh, Chris, I think you said it earlier. Um, if you're going to make uh, a universe, if you're going to make uh, an ex- extended universe that, that interlocks, then make it. Yep. You know, then, then, then do it. And, and that's what I want to see in what's going to be the end of what they're dubbing the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damn. You want to see everything. <laughs> yeah. I want this movie to be five hours long. <laughs> you know? like, oh, I would. I wish. I wish. Right? I wish. Right? I wish. Uh, Ruben, anything else? Yeah. I you want to see I, that Rocco didn't mention? I mean, Rocco pretty much <laughs> nailed it. I mean, I would say more, I would say more than just more than the Jedi because you know, we're going to get some Kenobi and you know, they've sprinkled that in here and there, you know, especially in The Force Awakens with all the, the voices when she touches the, the say, light say, Anakin Saber. And so, you know, they've done, they've given that, they gave, you know, Rian gave us, gave us Yoda, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we got Luke there. We know that Luke is going to some sort of, uh, you know, he's going to play some sort of role in this movie uh, for Ray, for, for Ray. Um, you know, Vader has always, like Vader's not in the movie, but Vader is in the movie in these movies, you know, in, in so many ways. Uh, so more than any of just like those guys, like I like like Rocco said, man, I want to see my rebels, man. I want to see the remaining members of the Ghost Crew, man. I want to see Ezra Bridger. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to see. I mean, you've already you said General, you you said Hera's name over the intercom in Rogue One. Yeah. Chopper rolled by the screen in Rogue One. <laughs> We've got, we've seen the ghost now. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we just do it? Like, yeah. what's up, man? Get Steve, get, get Steve Bloom in there. Let him do some motion capture work. You know what I'm saying? Let him play his character again. You know, get a, get, get, you know, I don't know, Rosario Dawson to play Hera. I don't know, something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't even, it doesn't even have to be a big name. Just put a pretty, you know, put a girl in that makeup and, and show her to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, let her say, you know, Hera, you know, ghost checking in and I'll be, like I will literally stand on my stand up on my seat. Like I will lose my my mind in the theater if if they just give us that. Um, and a little flash of Ezra, you know. Like uh, I I don't know where we're going, man. But you know, tying all the way back to the beginning of this thing, there's, you know, I mean, we all know what we're looking for in the in the game. That's 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 not a spoiler, right? Like we we all know what what like he's looking for. So. You know the force works in weird ways, man. Like in Rian Johnson at the end of at the end of his movie, like we see the kid force pull the broom to him. Like Ray is not the only force sensitive out there, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like maybe there is like an like may, like in the Mandalorian, we we thought all the Mandalorians were gone after Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. After the Mandalorian War. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like uh, in this new final season's trailer. 
it looks like they're going to show us the Mandalorian war, how they all get wiped out. And then in the Mandalorian here, five years after uh, Empire, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, there's this little underground sect of Mandalorians rebuilding their 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 their, their lineage, mm-hmm. so to speak. So who's to say that there aren't rogue Jedi who survived the purge or who became, you know, realized they're force sensitive and started looking for information and, you know, TV, you know, yeah, like, how do I be a Jedi for dummies books? You know, I don't know, like, you know, like there, you know, how do we know that that's not out there? There's so many races in, in, in the Star Wars universe that all kind of lean towards the force in one way or the other. So why, you know, Maybe, you know, why does it have to be that Ray is going to go in this alone? You know what I'm saying? Which is, my, uh, I guess, what I'm wanting to see. I guess I guess I just want to see, you know, uh, Ray go in there thinking that she's alone. But then all of a sudden, you know, Ahsoka's sabers light up and Ezra's saber lights up, you know, and we've got a bunch <laughs> of random Jedi back. And, and then all of a sudden Kylo or Palpatine, whoever it is that's going to be that the big bad of this movie looks and, and says, damn, I, I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. So, you know, I, I, I want to see Ray have friends, man, because, you know, Luke couldn't destroy that first Death Star without Han. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he couldn't go on, he couldn't go on that journey without Obi-Wan and, and Rebels, Ezra. I mean, I'm going to get emotional right now, man, because like Rebels, like really, it was one of those things where it was just like it embodies Star Wars to to its core, you know, and like it's not about Jedi's and it's not about force power. It's about believing in yourself and believing that even if there's just one of you, you can make a difference. And like that to me was the most beautiful thing, man. And like, you know, I, I, that's what I want to see, man. I want to see, I want to see like the supporting characters rise up and really do their part and really help Ray, you know, close this thing out, you know, and put a stop to Palpatine. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Well, it's it's very simple here. All right, let's let's talk about the Outrider. Um, they're going to pull that same stuff with us, just like they did in Episode Four, where it's just just the ship. And then you go to Disney; they have it there. It's just the ship. It's not the Outrider. What's wrong with you people? Just make Shadows of the Empire <laughs> canon already. All right. Uh, next up, um, let's talk a little bit about the end of Rebels, and let's talk about the fact that when the Empire was decimated, they had nothing. They had they didn't have any backup. They lost battles after battles for 30 years. They, the First Order doesn't look that strong. It doesn't look that mighty, right? So, yeah, maybe they have ships being made in the background. But where do they get this fleet that shows up? Now, look at the end of Rebels. Um, where did Grand, Grand Admiral Thrawn take off to? Where, what's the end of that story? You want to see Ezra? You want to see um, Ahsoka show up? We have something called the little thing called time travel in Star Wars now. So, who knows how they're going to really say, hey, this fleet, you want to see a live action Grand Animal Thrawn? That's that's my philosophy. That's my um, that's my thoughts here, that something that epic would happen because they they've allowed that to be set up and allowed it to happen. Um, the possibility for that to happen because they have time time travel. But, um, yeah, that's something like that. I would love to see, you know, what Ruben just got into deep there. Um, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Um, I would love to see. You know, the Mandalorians come back because now we have kind of an, an inkling that they weren't wiped out, that they all scattered. Maybe they went into hiding because now there's definitely, you know, sex of them around on different planets. You know, so we'll see what the uh, what the answer is on the Mandalorian with that, because I'm sure like we've been talking about here, there are little seeds being planted in that show. 
that will lead into uh, Rise of Skywalker. But you know that that there hasn't been any kind of like from Filoni any kind of like inkling of like what's going to happen with post Rebels, um, and that would be something that would be so epic if they could pull that off and just tie everything together like that at the end of the Skywalker saga. That'd be nuts. I um. I personally think that we will see nothing from the shows, the books, the kind con- <laughs> of a waste. I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree, but it's like you talk to people, I, I've, you know, there's other people I know who do not care about anything else other than the movies in, in the movies. They're, they're hardcore. <laughs> they're hardcore. They know everything in and out about them and that's fine, but they couldn't, you know, they couldn't tell you that, like when Darth Maul showed up at the end of Solo, they were like, "What?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And all of mm-hmm. us are like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's cool." Um, it is still, you know, it was still a what moment because it was canon crossing over, and that was epic, right? Um, but you know, to think that we'll ever see a Thrawn in in this movie, no. Uh, okay, so, so can I cut you off there for no. one second? Uh, you wanna, just did. I, I do want to say this because. <laughs> For fucking, for fucking nine, it, it's it's not funny because it's it's fucking ridiculous. Because a Star Wars can has been treated like garbage for nine years. I don't care what you say about the books and the comics tying everything together. That's fine, and they do a decent job. But this is where you need to make your step. If 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 Kevin Feige can come out and say, "Oh, you're not going to enjoy Phase Four, or Phase Five Marvel without getting Disney Plus because you're not going to be watching those shows and they're going to tie into the movies. You're not going to get the whole picture." Yeah, they have the balls to do that now. That's what Star Wars needs to do. They need to get their shit mm-hmm. together and get that kind of like structured universe. It doesn't have to be Marvel, but it has to be something where, you know, there is a payoff for people that go deeper. There shouldn't just be movie mm-hmm. buffs because those guys, they have no idea what they're talking about beyond the movies. And when you look right. at Star Wars, there's so much more to it than just that. Mm-hmm. To to add on that point real quick, just to jump in real quick, like like right like twenty minutes before we got on 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 the call for the podcast, I was scrolling through Facebook and it was like with the I saw an article and it read and and literally the headline reads, with the success of the Mandalorian, do can can we now get a live action Darth Maul series? I read that and too, just, and, and it just it just made me grind my teeth because I'm like, well, if you bothered watching fucking Clone Wars, yep. And re- and rebels, well, then you would have your fucking Darth Maul series. Yep. And you would get oh. your little Darth Maul fix, and you would know that that happened. But but no, like like Chris said, you've got people who are just like, and I don't want to call them superficial fans, uh, you know. But like we have this saying in in Spanish, and you know, called por arribita, which means like which means like translates to like just at the top. Like these guys are just at the top fans. Mm-hmm. Like they like the first layer. They don't. They're not. They don't care about the second or third or fourth or fifth. And there should be a, a payoff for people who dive all the way down into your franchise and go to from it from from golden books all the <laughs> way up into like all adult books. We're devouring this shit, and you continuously get get our hopes up with these little seeds of this and that and these little oh, there's blue milk there, and there's an insignia of the Caminos cloning. And but then there's never really anything at the end of that tunnel. It's just that one story that you just told us. So again, for Skywalker, like Rebels is part of the Skywalker saga. Resistance 
is part of the Skywalker yep. saga because it's all taking place in the same timeline in the same war. So why the fuck not at the end of this thing? But again, to 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 Rocco's point, then that movie needs to be five hours long because if you just, even though I just said all I need is a shot of Hera, that also is cheating because if you if you just give me Grand Admiral Thrawn standing at the front of a ship with his blue skin and his red eyes and he doesn't get any camera time, I'm gonna fucking be pissed. Yeah, because but right there, because right, Thrawn is right the there is your point though. Because that that's not see that's uh, we're gonna get way off topic here, but that is that right. is the point. <laughs> it's like we gave, they gave us solo and then and then they said, Oh, no more Star Wars stories, yet solo did the most for canon out of all the movies. Right. Come on. Yes, yes, no, I agree. Dude, solo man, solo was, I think was such a great movie. Yes. And I hate people just shit all over it. And I'm just like, where do you first of all, where do you get off? Like, you, you know, like, who are you, number one? But honestly, I smiled through that whole film. I had such a – was it, like, this, like, Oscar-winning piece of cinema? No, but did I have a blast? Did I smile the whole time? Did I watch it over and over and over again? I absolutely did. Do I think Kira is so freaking hot? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Um, but at the same time, it's just, like – that was such a great and underrated Star Wars film. Mm. And I think Alden did such a great job capturing a young Han Solo. Um, oh, yeah. and, and not to even mention, and I know this is, now we're getting really off topic, but um, Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian. I mean, holy shit. They couldn't have picked a better guy. That, yeah. that movie did not get its due, and you're right, it's done the most for canon in, in all the films, in my opinion. Yes, yes, I agree. And and Ron Howard did that in like twelve weeks of reshoot. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's possible. Y- yeah, I um, the 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 that movie is brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, it is, and um, it is a shame that we don't get enough um in the movies, and and maybe that's something that they'll work towards. I think that Mandalorian is a step because of the production value, because of Filoni, because of um, John Favreau behind it, that they can actually take whatever's happening in that and directly affect the movies. But I think Chris said it early on in, in the conversation, just, you know, when we were talking about Mandalorian, I don't know if we need movies right at this second. And I agree. You know, and like, we're Star Wars fans. We can wait three years between movies. Mm-hmm. And or oh yeah, no, or and we have we can wait. Uh, fuck, sixteen years. What's the difference between? Yep. Uh, you know what I mean, like Phantom Menace and and um, Return of the Return, Jedi and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's like yeah, 16, so 17 it's like years. we can like, do it. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we, no, and if you're gonna give us like, I was just talking to Chris about this in a side convo, like, like. If you're gonna give me video games like this, and you're gonna give books me such great comics, such great and, books and yeah, comics and, and shows and, and TV yeah. shows, I don't need a, I don't need a Star Wars movie every year. Yep. Give me a Star Wars movie every few years, and if you're gonna tell a story, have it connect. And I think that 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 now, even Kathleen Kennedy, I think I think it was a lot for them yeah. in the beginning, right? Like it it, it must have been it must have been done. It was a kid right? with a new toy. It was a kid with a new toy. Right, right. So you don't really know, like, it's like with the video game, man. You got to sit there. You got to mess with the controls. You got to get used to it, you know. And even though it's been around you and she's been around for a long time because she's also 
probably married to one of one you know well oh, anyway. frank marshall these people, oh yeah like like she's been in this for a long time yeah. but it's still brand new to her so i think i think she made some rookie mistakes i think not having not signing jj for the full trilogy was a mistake i agree right um and then and then we've talked about this some faux pas when it comes to who they've entrusted with this franchise and their stories and how they've kind of you know uh the the two writers i forget their names from the lego movie who were doing solo you know they they were let go you know and you've got the 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 uh, game of thrones guys db weiss and burnoff like they they've been let go uh we don't know what's going on with Rian's trilogy mm-hmm. um, you know so there's a lot of question marks in in this in her in her resume since she's taken over so you know <clears throat> she just extended her contract so i think you know and, and if i'm not mistaken they're they they brought in kevin feige have they not yeah they did they did right yeah. so this is yeah, so I think that this is a guy who is probably going to sit down after Rise with no pressure of having to deal with a Luke or a Skywalker or anything like that. He's going to be able to look at everything and say, okay, this is how you do it. This is how we work. This is where we go from here. And hopefully between him, Favreau, Filoni, these are the guys who are going to shepherd our Star Wars for the next 30, 40 years, hopefully. And 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 again, if the Mandalorian is the first you know, inkling of what that's going to be. Well, then I think we're in good hands. I agree. Know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I absolutely couldn't agree more. Um, and I, I'm very much looking forward to what Feige puts together because we know he knows how to build worlds. I mean, he did that. Marvel is beautiful, in my opinion. Um, but to see what he can do with Star Wars, and I think you said that so well, he doesn't have the pressure of the Skywalker family. Because man, that is like that family needs to be on Jerry Springer or Doctor Phil, um, <laughs> and the and the pressure that comes with having to write that family and what that means to so many people, and the fact that he can be free of that, I, I really I can't wait to see what comes out of that personally. Absolutely, absolutely, and just to go back on what Ruben and I were talking about, if you put a movie out every couple years or whatever, and you make it something new. You give a brand new storytelling point, and then people can go off of that, you know. And you can you can kind of control the universe that way, while allowing for other people to tell stories from that point if they choose not to. Whatever, that's fine. But you do have this new focal point that you give somebody the responsibility of starting new stories, mm-hmm. new characters, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I think we should cut this. Uh, <laughs> as a part one of a multi-part podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly, look, like, on, and I was going to talk to you about this, uh, but to you and Chris, uh, but, you know, it's been Star Wars season, so I haven't, but I, I really wanted to do something like this with the group from a fan or fanatic kind of point of view, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that we can approach like this, th- this particular topic from that, uh, and we can spin out, man, I'm down to do these, man. Cause like star Wars is something that's like, not only are people going to listen because like people are always constantly looking for star Wars stuff to listen to, but like, and podcasts, but like, it's also a great way for us to kind of like, like stay on beat with what's happening in the universe. You know what I'm saying? And, and be able to discuss that and dissect it. So I'm down with like multiple parts. <laughs> star Warriors. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. So stay tuned for the Star Warriors podcast coming to the Don't Forget the Towel Network. Um, you know, uh, we will we'll talk about this off topic, and you guys might hear multiple episodes, but you'll you'll definitely hear more because we didn't get too deep into Rise of Skywalker um, theories, which are, are gonna come, uh, but we got some time before that. So um, before we kind of close this out, though, I kind of want to <clears> go around and just have everybody. If you if you've got a website, if you got something you want to pimp, uh, pimp it out. Um, so Rocco, you started off. Sure. Um, I, uh, I run a little podcast called the critical mass podcast. You can find us on Facebook, uh, at critical mass podcast 69 because we're 10 year olds. Um, you can, you can also find us on Instagram at critical mass podcast. Um, we are on Apple podcasts, Spotify. We're on everything. Um, make sure you, if you're listening to our show, lock up your daughters and shoot your sons. Um, because it is, uh, it is raunchy. It's awful. And personally, no one should ever listen to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Ruben. (laughs) So how am I ever going to follow that up? Uh, (laughs) My full name, my full name is Ruben Romero. I'm the writer uh, and creator of the agency. I also just co-wrote uh, a new book with Casey called Inferi. We just kickstarted that and funded it and that's going out into the world. Uh, that's what I do when I'm not like, you know, drooling over Star Wars. I am writing. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find my Facebook page uh, at Ruben Romero. And this is Chris. And so I co-host Tell I Talk with Casey. And so we do that show about once a week. Uh, some weekly news for you to listen to. Uh, and also we run the website, don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, your source of news, reviews, interviews, and more. And also find us on social media. All those things are absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody for being on the episode today. And uh, there will be more. So stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll be making an announcement. And um, in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>